Welcome again to the Let's Be Frank podcast, where home improvement legend and metal roofing expert Frank Farmer talks about how you can improve your sales and customer satisfaction and grow your metal roofing business. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries, in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at isaiahindustries.com. On this episode of Let's Be Frank, we unlock the mysteries of why people buy. Let's get started. So the question of the ages on, on Let's Be Frank today, why do people buy? People buy, Jim, to fill one of two needs. Rudimentary, gain pleasure and avoid pain. Okay. Your, your goal in the discovery process of, of the sales system is to find the pleasure. What is the wish of this customer? What are they trying to gain? Or the pain that they're trying to avoid. Then show them how your product will help them avoid that pain or gain the pleasure that they're seeking. You see, people buy products based on emotional needs or wants, and then they'll justify this purchase based on logic. So the the emotion is the pain or the pleasure. Okay. So when you're going through the qualifying phase in a in a sales uh, presentation, you got to find what the result is for the customer, right? That's what you're after. Yes. And and the key is during that qualifying phase. Now, I want to make sure everybody understands qualifying phase, what we're talking about. We're not talking about pre-qualifying a lead and asking how much money they got and when they got to do it and all of those questions. Mm-hmm. That, you, you never do. I'm talking about upfront in every sales presentation, you should have some pre-planned questions. We call it a survey. Okay. And then after that, where you're doing actual inspections. Then during that process, you're digging deep to find what are their internal emotions? What are the reasons? What are they wanting? And get them to tell you why they want that. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, in the, in the roofing business, we're selling metal roofs. And a customer will ask a customer, so why is it you want a metal roof? And they'll just say, oh, I like the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that, Jim. But what is it about the looks? Okay. That you like. So you got to go deeper. Yeah. yeah. And they'll go to color. Okay. And so we can ask another follow-up question. So how about style? Mm-hmm. And so we call that peeling the onion as we're moving deeper and deeper and deeper um, with our questions. When you start asking these questions and you connect with people and their emotional reasoning of why they want it, and then you start to listen mm-hmm. intently and not formulate another question, but feed off of their answer for the next question, you're going to find yourself in in a a situation of tremendous power knowing exactly what they want. They're basically telling you how how to sell them. Okay. Is is what they do. Here's the roadmap. Yeah. It's it's great. Um, And so with questions, the customer starts to see tremendous value in your questions Mm -hmm. when your questions are about what they want just to blanketly ask them 10, 15, 20 questions, mm-hmm. they're like, why are you doing this? Yeah, why are we? Because they don't get the point. They're, they're not following the roadmap. Okay. Do all customers have problems that, that need to be uncovered? Or do they know their problems? They think they do. 
or they think they don't have any problems. Okay. And, and they generally will tell you right up front. Those who know they have a problem and are eager to find a solution for it is, is one type of person. Another type are those who are somewhat informed or aware that they might have a problem. They're not quite sure maybe how to deal with it. And they may not be aware of the consequences of if they don't solve that problem. In other words, it's just not a priority for them. The third type of customer that we run up against is the person that is not even aware they have a problem. For instance, in our metal roof business, uh, they're buying a roof because they want a green one. Mm -hmm. And they seen a neighbor one, so they thought they'd get a price for two or three years down the road, so they can start saving up their money. They're not even aware that they have a problem. And I will tell you, Jim, they're the easiest to sell. Really? Why is that? <laughs> well, imagine this. They don't think they have a problem. Okay. You go through and you do a survey and they tell you over and over they don't think they have any problems. You start to find out why they want it. It's all based on beauty, based on this, when they're going to make the house look good and you can get into, you know, do you want to be the showcase of the neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you go through the inspection process, you find out they have, they, you help them, first of all, you help them discover they have significant problems by showing them as you're going along. Sure. And all of a sudden this person's in a panic and they want to fix it right away. So how do you handle then these these different uh, results you get with these customers? First of all, we follow a roadmap that says you need to handle each type of customer in exactly the same way. We use the same survey process, we use the same questioning process, the same type of probing, peeling the onion, using all the skills, and then we go through the same examination process so that, so that we're thorough. That helps us define, uh, and everybody ends up with the same information then. Okay. okay. The goal is to uncover things that this customer doesn't know that they have. Now, I'm going to throw out a warning, though. When the customer shows an obvious need for your, for your product, do not fall into the trap many salespeople fall into, and that trap is this. They tend to start shortcutting the process. They start talking about what the product was going to do for them. Mm -hmm. Maybe before they got the inspection, because during the survey, the customer saying, "I know I want one of your roofs. I know I'm going to, you know, I want this," and they're all excited about it. And you think that they know have all the information, uh -huh. so you shortcut your system. They never get the point that they discovered they had huge problems that need to be solved today. So the urgency step gets missed, and you miss the sale. What's going to happen though? is when you start running your mouth up front and you're positive they're gonna do business with you, you start giving them solutions. You start saying things like, well, you know, what's causing this problem over here is this, 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 and this, and what needs to be done is this. And then you refer to another one and you go to another one and you say, you know that, that shingle over there is deteriorated? A lot of people are having it. That's just a problem. They've been having a lot of bad batch of shingles. Some of them don't have that. And you start running your mouth and this customer starts making some assumptions making some assumptions they don't need you any longer because uh -huh. you gave them enough information. Okay. So that's in the back of their head. So then when you give them a, a price on an expensive roof, they squirt out sideways and you, you don't land the sale. So what questions should you be asking? We go through um, quite a lengthy list of them, but basically if somebody's gonna put together their own list, the questions need to start very basic. You ask very open-ended questions in the survey, beginning with, who, what, when, where, how, and why. Mm -hmm. Any type of question that can't be answered with a 
yes and no. Open-ended questions require the customer to tell you what they're thinking and what they want and most of all, how they feel. Mm -hmm. It's key that you get out how they feel. So let's say that they never talk about their feelings. It's important for you to look at that customer and say, so Jim, how does that make you feel knowing that? And then they stop for a minute and now we've got emotion that's involved. Remember, emotion sells, logic does not. They're gonna buy an emotion, they're gonna justify it with their logic. Here's what you gotta remember. Every salesperson needs to practice. When you ask a question, close your mouth and listen. Just listen. Do not have your next question ready. Do not worry about your next question until you totally understand that customer. Then ask another question based upon their response. Okay? Okay. You know, Jim, people love to talk about themselves and want to share the information about their current situation, problems, likes, and dislikes if you will just give them the opportunity to talk. But most salespeople have difficulty getting customers to open up. So where, where does that difficulty come from? In most cases, they don't understand that the customer needs to be prompted. They, they don't understand that the prompting comes from the right questions. It comes from what we call peeling the onion, where you're asking a question that follows another question, follows another question, and you can dig deep and, and get down to some emotion, and also tone plays a great point in how you're asking those questions. When I listen to recordings, uh, frequently we'll say to our sales reps, um, record your presentation and listen to it. And what I will hear is them talking real fast at a pace that's not with the customer. They're not comfortable, they're just going through presentation. Oh, okay. We tell them, slow down, be on the same level of the customer. When you begin asking probing uh, questions, starting with general questions, that gets the ball rolling. You get more and more information on what the customer's goal here. And as we get deeper and deeper and deeper, you will start to formulate, as you, as you peel this onion, you're gonna to start to formulate what it is that this customer's really after. I'll give you a, another example. I was out on a sales call many years ago with a sales rep, and we were uh, meeting with a dentist. Mm -hmm. And he kept being very vague about why he wanted a roof. And quite honestly, his roof didn't look that bad. So I knew there had to be a reason we're here. The sales rep just skipped right past it. Oh. Okay. So I stopped and I said to him, your roof doesn't look bad. What's got you bothered by it? And I remember him talk, talking about a spot on his roof that really bothered him. It happened to be in the backyard. And I said, what's the significance if nobody can see it? And he had a big party that was planned. Oh. Okay, so he wanted to look good, and he'd always dreamed of having a metal roof. He knew his metal roof was going to make his house look really nice. But until we got to that, we didn't find out that he wanted to have this roof in time for a party, a time to show off at a party. Okay, so you mentioned earlier general questions to sort of get the ball rolling. What are some examples of those? How do you get it going? We we like to talk about their roof to start with. Okay. okay, and if somebody was in the window business, we'd, we'd have them talk about their windows. Sure. Okay? And it goes like this. So Jim, I gotta ask you, what do you like most about your current roof? Mm. And that catches most people off guard. They usually will answer it this way. What do I like most about it? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> That's why you're here. Oh, so then that opens up the next one. I can respond to that. When you say nothing, there's nothing about it you like. No, what do you dislike? 
well, I don't like the way that it's that it's rolling up on the edges. All the granules are coming off. Um, over here, you can see it looks like the squirrels are are chewing away on that roof. Mm -hmm. Now I've just picked up two or three things that he said. Okay. Yeah. I might ask what he likes about. It. He says, well, not a lot. I might have to ask that question. So what do you like least without sticking it into that peeling of the onion and, mm. and working our way down? Mm. Some simple questions. How would you like it to be different? And then they start coming out with things like, well, I'd like the damn thing not to leak. Oh, where is it leaking? Mm -hmm. And goes right in. Okay. When you say leaking, is it actually coming through the ceiling? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, how long has that been going on? Oh, just started. Mm-hmm. You know, roofs leak for about a year before you actually see them through a ceiling because oh, wow. it gets the insulation yeah. wet. We're going to need to check the attic and make sure we haven't filled the house with mold. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I've got a lot of emotion going early in this survey of something he never even thought about. Yeah. Okay? He's got, he has huge concerns. Might ask him about the design of it. If you could design the perfect roof to meet your needs, what would it do? Some will be utilitarian in what they say. Just want the darn thing not to leak. They might talk about the ice. Mm -hmm. They might talk about problems that they've had with this roof for years. Nobody's been able to solve. One gentleman told me, I put four roofs on this house. Jeez. I've never been able to fix this, this problem over here. Mm -hmm. And he didn't think anybody's ever going to fix it. That's what people would tell him when they couldn't fix it. Well, nobody's going to fix that problem. Okay, So understanding that in their anxieties helped me in the sales process. So I want to discuss things regarding their likes, their dislikes, wishes, dreams, and when they hit on something painful, like that gentleman that already put four roofs on that couldn't fix the leak at the wall, Yeah, um, I wanted to dig into that and make that painful. He'd been living with a long time. Let's, let's open up the wound, because I need a lot of emotion here. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think anybody's can fix it. So mm -hmm. I might ask a question like this. So after you put the second roof on and that spot leaked, what were you thinking? He was like, how'd that make you feel? Yeah, yeah. I hated it, I spent a lot of money. But then you did it a third time. Yeah, I bet you at this point, Betty, you were getting involved and wondering if this is ever, oh yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. And then my wallpaper got stained. And you know, Frank, you just can't fix one section of wallpaper. You gotta re-wallpaper the whole room. Now I understood her pain. Yeah. See, yeah. she's never been able to, to decorate around that area, and that bothered her. Mm -hmm. So now I really had something to work with for both of them. So how much t time do you spend in this process, this questioning process? You spend as much time as needed in what I call phase one or questioning. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an important process to gain as much general information and as exact information as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Keeping in mind, though, that you're... You can't keep creating questions for the sake of having questions. If you have no more questions asked that are genuine mm -hmm. or planned out, then you're going to save your presentation when you get to the when you get to the inspection phase. Okay. Okay. Because you keep asking questions, asking questions, asking questions. Customers, you know, they they start to get a little upset. Yeah, I'm sure they start to feel like they're being interrogated. <laughs> yes, uh, they do. Um, if you're a good listener, this is a hard part for salespeople. Mm -hmm. If you're a good listener, the customer never feels interrogated because okay. you're there to help them. But if they're giving you, if your questions all get a one word response, 
everything's dead end because that's the way you position your questions. In other words, you didn't practice yeah. in private yeah. on how to do this. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have great difficulty, and the customer's going to feel like they got interrogated. So you're looking for genuine interest, caring. Your customer's got to feel comfortable, and like there's a point to these questions. Yes. The, the whole point of the question is, I want to help you. Mm-hmm. The theme in a presentation should be, if you know the information that I'm going to share with you, nobody's going to be able to take advantage of it. So you become the, the knight in shining armor to save them and to help them and to explain why that, that section of the roof maybe has always leaked because somebody didn't have the right tools, expertise, whatever, to fix that problem and how you're going to address that problem so they never have that problem again. Okay, so as we wrap it up, any final words of wisdom? Yes, I would say this. For salespeople, get the dollar signs out of your eyes. When you stop treating your customer as a paycheck and you put their needs first, you'll be on your way to earning a lot of money, more money than you can imagine if you put them first. Change the way you're thinking. The way you should be approaching a house, a home, a customer is... How can I best be of service? The compensation you receive is going to be in direct proportion to how much value you're going to provide to that customer. I will end this edition of Let's Be Frank right there. Thanks for listening. Let's Be Frank is sponsored by Isaiah Industries. In the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at IsaiahIndustries.com. Let's Be Frank is a production of Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com.